T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan, where at least two of those minutes are on you, boss. <laughs> and right now, it's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors. I don't know what you're talking about. All I saw was the hockey hawk. So they're two different people, Kevin. Yes, you do when he puts his glasses that. on, he's boss. Whenever they're off, he's hockey hawk. Okay, that's fine. Then they can talk to one another in some of these instances. <laughs> All right, Kevin. So this is wild. Tom Brady. Gross. Won seven Super Bowls, right? Kind of. He hoisted the trophy. All right? You, he won. You, well, I said kind of. You can't just give the kicker the credit on those. No, I was going to say all the times he cheated, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I okay, gotcha. I got you. He probably has, like, two. <laughs> that are his. Okay. Even still, that's a lot more than oh, yeah. some quarterbacks. That's true. Who've never been to the Super Bowl. Or yeah. an NFC Championship game, face, despite their 12-5 and five seasons, three yeah. straight years in a row. Josh Allen, he's never been to the NFC Championship game. 10-year, $375 million contract to take over as analyst for Fox. That's a lot. Alongside Kevin Burkhart. That is a lot of money. That is a ton of money. And how do you feel about Greg Olson? I like Greg Olson. I heard there's plenty of people who do not like Greg Olson, but I like him fine. But then again, I might be the wrong person to ask. Alec, I don't know if you want to get in on this. To me, I don't care really who's broadcasting the game going in. Like, I don't ever think, oh, yeah, it's this game or, oh, no, it's this game. I'm like, I'm here to watch the game. So who broadcast it is irrelevant to me, but I might be in the minority on that. It's weird. I don't care either, but I do think a good commentary duo absolutely makes the broadcast a lot more enjoyable because I think a guy like Greg Olson does his homework, unlike a lot of guys that kind of just... It feels like now a lot of analysts say, you know, I'm either analytics guy or anti-analytics, and I'm going to stand on that hill and die on it. Greg Olson likes to kind of lean into both, and it, I'm here for it. Which makes yeah, he, sense. You can weave both together. Yeah, I think he does a good job of being like, this is something I talked about with them this week, and yeah. look, this is a, this is what they like to do here. There are a lot of things that I do walk away from, and Kevin, I agree with you on for the most part. It doesn't matter to me. I love hearing Eric Nadell, all right? I I love uh I love hearing Babe and Brad do their thing. It's really like they I think they're good at what they do. Um and so I will turn on a radio to listen to Eric Nadell or listen to Jared. And I think that's a difference with radio. Uh-huh. Radio does make a difference. I'm saying for TV, TV you saw it yourself. But radio, I I I get your point. I I bet in my mind I think uh 
I'm very interested in what Bally's approach is going to be to replace C.J. Nikowski because that's a good opportunity to really put a good, knowledgeable baseball person in that place. Mike Bassett. And that's what I'm, I'm still rooting for and hoping for at some point. But like that's, I think that's a good opportunity there because I, I do think Dave Raymond does a pretty good job of setting it up. Uh, but I want somebody next to Dave Raymond that I think gives me some baseball information. Yeah. You know, that I that I can really, not just numbers, but like, like like Alec was just saying, but something that's real that I can be like, man, that was that was a meaty topic right there. I think Greg Olson does a good job of it. And I do think, Kevin, there are times in games where I'll be watching and they'll Greg Olson will say something or some one of the analysts will say something and I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about it that way. Or it piqued my interest and now I want to do some more research on that, on why, what the trend is and whatnot. This is Tom Brady with... Your friend Pat McAfee oh, talking about Monday Night Raw yeah, commentator talking about replacing Greg Olson. I've been out to Fox Studios a few times and done some some really dry runs with Kevin, who's tremendous at what he does. I'm super excited to join yeah, an amazing team, um, Rich Russo, Rich Russo and Richie Zions. You know, we've we've talked a lot about football. We've talked a lot about how I see the game, and I think Greg's done an incredible job. I have so much respect for him, how he approaches his job. He's super prepared in what he does. Um, I think he does an incredible job every time he's on. I love listening to him. Um, and, and I'm just going to go in there and do the best I can do with my own perspective. I think Tom Brady is going to be fantastic. And the reason I think this is because this dude's understanding of situational football is off the charts. When it comes to, we talked about the details with Bill Belichick, you know, it's the details of the game were there and Tom Brady knew them just as well. We saw it whenever he was with Tampa, like all the stuff that he'd learned to be a championship level quarterback. He took it to Tampa and wins a championship and then, you know, tries to give, tries to do it again. And so like, I, I do have a very big belief that he's going to be really good at whenever the, the minutes are crunching down, you might look at the game a totally different way. When you listen to Tom, Tony Romo, a lot of times he'll be like, look, you, in this situation, you want to do this or this. Yeah. I wonder if Tom Brady's like, you know, I never would have done it that way. Here's actually what you would have done. And are you really, you're really listening to that guy. Like, you're really going to listen to fair. what Tom Brady is is telling you because you think, man, he obviously knows for some reason. But I also love the idea. Oh, we, know, we know the reason. It's because he already saw, saw somebody's film. And the yeah. Audio. yeah, and I got you. <laughs> and the, the other thing, too, though, is I do like this because I think the entertainment value of depth for Fox is better now. Now, I'm not saying that, hey, I wish that Greg Olson would be a, it would be a three-man booth with those guys. But now the B-level games are going to be better. Will be, will be really good. And I think that's important in this world where it is sports and entertainment combined at the same time, because there are some games where I'm just like, man, this is bad. I'm just going to put it on mute and watch this football game. And and I don't want that. I do like the idea of having somebody somebody good there. But I also think I it stinks for Greg Olson that this is happening. Like It really does stink for him. Because he's really good. But he'll also have an opportunity at some point to check out some other places. Does it sink more from the notoriety or the compensation point of view? Because he's in line. and I know I they think can, they kind of both go hand in hand. Okay, because I know he can renegotiate, but still, he's going to take like a $7 million pay cut. Yeah. That's I mean, a that's, that's a huge, that is a huge factor for sure. The notoriety part of it, 
John Madden was bigger was bigger than life. Yeah, and still is to the, like to even now. I think his legend kind of grows even more. I, I can see that because he's not on, he's not on there doing anything that's going to make him sound worse. So everything we have is all of his highlights and all the stuff from the game that we just remember for so long. But he became notoriety. I mean, he had the the bus, the turducken, all those things they built around him because of his personality and how and how his personality rocked with it. And so with Greg Olson, I think you can build around his personality. It's kind of there. I Listen, I get it. Somebody just said the way he says things. He says important, and that's weird to me. Like, <laughs> it is weird the way he says that word. Uh-huh. And I'm always like, uh, just finish that up. But he, I think he has a lot of energy for the moment. And whenever I did take Hank Dickinson's class, I went to go study UNT. under Bill Mercer at, uh, at UNT, and he retired the year before I got there. But I had Hank Dickinson, and he was fantastic. And that was the one thing that I learned the most about calling games. And I think Jared, Nadell, they can all tell you those things. Late in the game is when you have to have the most energy. like, And you have to be able to, to understand that delivery of that energy late in the game. But you also kind of have, have to have similar energy early in the game. But you can't be like, oh, late in the game. And it's just, you know what? And there it is. There's another touchdown. Especially if it's a like 17 to 16 game. Right. That's got to exist. So I, I'm I, I again. I think it stinks, but I'm also excited that we have top tier. There are good people. Could be a very bad group of people that they're throwing out. That there. is very true. Kevin, he get Jason Witten back. And somebody did text in, and they said, "I don't notice a good one, but a bad announcer makes me want to punch the TV." Oh my gosh! And they said he's Olson is good, but sounds too California. Uh, and look, man. Where you are from is going to definitely dictate the way you say things and stuff like that, too. Yeah. And if you're broadcasting true. nationally, I guess they're... I, I hear what you're saying Can there. you imagine if all announcers sounded like Colin Coward, though? All radio sounded like Colin Coward, and there's just this all the time. And, and I'm... And, oh, look how pompous I am. Trust me. <laughs> There are some executives that want that to happen. And, and it, yeah, because they're they have a certain style that they are in, in charge of and they feel like that's the style that works. This story popped up too and it's weird and I hope it happens because I love chaos, Kevin. Whenever whenever we get presented these like things that could shake up stuff, I'm like I want that to happen. College football, for example. Right. Hey, I want all the chaos because it, if the system's already busted up, then I want the system to be changed at some point, and chaos could be the only thing that could change it. Doc Rivers was hired. Is it mid? Are we already midway through the season? Now? Yes. Oh. And he we might end up. That. There's a possibility that he could end up coaching the NBA All Star Game on the East Side because the rule is coaches are not voted into the NBA All Star Game but rather given as an honor to the team with the best record in each conference. And there are teams, there's, these are typically based on the standings two weeks before the actual event. So how far away are we from the NBA All-Star game? I'm going to check and see what the, the number yeah, is on about, that. Yeah, about, we're getting close to that threshold. Uh, okay, here it is. All-Star coaching staffs are decided by this weekend. It is yeah. whoever clinches the top record in conference by February 4th. So February this weekend, Kevin, is when this is going to be coming down. That Doc Rivers, who has not coached for but what a week, yeah, not very long, might be the NBA All Star coach, and that is hilarious to me. 
and also ridiculous at the same time, I feel like they should just say, Adrian Griffin, you can do it in that instance instead. Do you feel like he would be vindicated then as like, hey, I know we fired you, but <laughs> you can go ahead and come on back for that. Prob- probably not. Right? And he, he's like, but what logo do I wear? And we're like, look, have you ever seen that time that Rob Lowe showed up at a football game and had an NFL hat on? That we're going to give you an NBA one of the weirdest things. It's like when Marv Albert, yes, was on Larry Allen, not Larry Allen show, Larry King's show. That would be way cooler. It was the Larry Allen talk show. Is with just a black nondescript ball cap. It had nothing on it. And I was like, hold on. What is the meaning of this? And I always wondered, like, was it a hair transplant thing? Was it a toupee thing? Like, what was happening there that prevented you from having... (laughs) No hat on. Or Here's did hat, nobody buddy. go pick a normal hat? And he's like, no, I love the NFL. I yeah. love it so much. And then lastly, Kevin, I know I told you the other day that in the previous game, Taylor Swift was shown for 25 seconds. And I I think it's, it doesn't feel very long. It is so wild that, uh, that, the, that this is actually like people are tracking this. She was shown for 44 seconds during the AFC championship game. On a three-hour and nine-minute game, she was shown 0.39% of the time, receiving roughly the same screen time as people making, serving, and eating crab cakes. So, like, that's where it stands on the Taylor Swift thing. And I'm not telling people, look, if y'all want to hate her, go ahead and hate her. If y'all want to love her, go ahead and love her. I'm not telling you what to do either side here. I really don't care, honestly. I'm just giving you the funny updates because I think it's hilarious that people are tracking how much time she is on TV because they're either fighting for her or hating against her. Do you think, though, seriously, serious question, do you think she stays out too late? Because that's what people say. Coming up next. The Celtics are up four and a half games, so it's probably going to be difficult in the next three days for... Doc Rivers to do it. My apologies. But you like the potential for chaos. I love the potential for chaos. Coming up next. Change the rules. The best QBs to never win the Super Bowl. Do they receive more or less criticism than they deserved? And we'll probably compare some of them to Dak. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. 
Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. 877-881-1053. This is going to be a multi-tiered segment right here. The best quarterbacks to never win the Super Bowl. First. Second, did they receive more or less criticism than their accolades deserved? And third, are any of them criticized as much as Dak? Oh, now, wow. Now, so a lot happening in this segment. Feel free to answer whichever one of those questions that you want. Also, let me know if you've ever been to the Zach Baggins Haunted Museum because somebody what? suggested that for Las Vegas, and I looked on TripAdvisor, and the reviews are super high, and it looks like something that I would totally want to do. How do you spell Zach? Z-A-K. Z-A-K. B-A-G-A-N-S. All right. Haunted Museum? That's right. So CBS has the top 10 quarterbacks who never won a Super Bowl. They put Matt Ryan at number nine, which I know has to be concerning for R.J. Choppy since Choppy said that Matt Ryan was a top 10 quarterback of all time. Yeah. <laughs> and if he's only num- number nine on the list of players who never won a Super Bowl, that that's going to hurt his argument. It yeah, really, really I would say I definitely would say number nine. And you didn't say Boomer. Did you say Boomer? Boomer's number 10. Well, but you, uh, you didn't say it for a reason. Being number 10... Kind of like not even existing I, at all. I do not ascribe to that theory that the you and nine. Mike have gone on about. Is if you're top ten, especially of all time, it still feels like being tenth is pretty important or like pretty impressive. I know Katie it's doesn't single think digit. that, but be a single digit or be nothing. Okay, so wow, all right, fair enough. All right, so that's why we skip over them. Matt Ryan. I think he definitely went under the radar because he had one amazing season. I mean, he was a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Yes, he was very he, good. He was a good quarterback. And he had to play in Atlanta. Is he had a good he had a really good season where he won MVP and they went to the Super Bowl and then they beefed it and Tom Brady should have one last Super Bowl. It's amazing that Tom Brady benefited from the worst play call in the history of football. And then also the worst half of play calling in the history of football to win two of those Super Bowls. All right. He also don't let's not forget either. He had Roddy White and Julio Jones in his career. Like like he had two premier wide receivers. Do you how much credit do you give him for Roddy White? Like Julio Jones, I get it. He's I feel like Roddy White was still doing what he was doing, like Matt Schaub. Okay. Uh, well then that that will work again. I'll, I'll have to go back and look at that. Dan Fouts. Dan Fouts did not get a lot of criticism because he's in the Hall of Fame, but he was the epitome of I'm never going to be on a team that's really, really good. Uh-huh. Is that his fault? Well, kind of, mm-hmm. because in the playoffs, he was 3-4 and four with 12 touchdowns and 16 interceptions. Okay. Now, I realized that, like, the game was different and you didn't have to have the exact same touchdown to interception ratio, but that's not good. But he led the league in passing yards six times. So I feel like now people are like, that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. But if you wanted to win, eh, maybe, that's, maybe that's not the dude. Why have the Chargers always kind of been mediocre? Like, just about above mediocre and then just about below mediocre see, and around mediocre. I think that's the issue. Is they're too good 
to sit in mediocre. Like they'll have their 14 and two season on you, but still make sure to lose in the divisional round. Yeah. Now, one of the answers to your questions, Corey, is coming in at number four on this list, and we'll go back, is Romo West. Okay. And that's Phillip Rivers. All right. We adopted the nickname Romo West for Phillip Rivers because it seemed like they did a whole lot of things that were similar and they did a whole lot of not winning at the same time. So. He is number four on this list. Yeah, man, and he was there for what felt like an eternity. Um, and there were a lot of night and seven seasons with Philip Rivers too. A yeah. lot of they them. Were just good enough to get in the playoffs, and not or sometimes, but not good enough to ever do anything with it. Now we get to a couple of really interesting names: Steve McNair and Donovan McNabb. Steve McNair was so close. Okay. But also, so close. they're from the same era. I realize they were drafted, I think, four years apart. I feel like Donovan McNabb got crushed by the media time and time and time again. Steve McNair, I didn't necessarily feel that way, although maybe it was similar to Lamar Jackson's style of, yeah, is that kind of quarterback ever going to win a Super Bowl? It's like, oh, he's a running quarterback. You can't win with that. And so he did get some of that criticism. But I feel like Donovan McNabb, who didn't win a Super Bowl, 9-7 and seven in the postseason, made five NFC Championship games, including four straight, which normally you'd be like, that's pretty impressive. But they only made it to the Super Bowl one time. And obviously, T.O. wasn't a big fan of him, like several other people. I feel like Donovan McNabb did get Romo, or, uh, well, Romo or Dak levels of criticism. Uh, yeah, that probably became that time, that era, uh, where there were a lot more voices to be heard for sure, too, like to be really heard. Um, and they were, you know, under Andy Reid, they were a very successful team, yes. and everything around it was really good, and nobody could decide whether it was Andy or Donovan's fault. Now, Andy not being on the field gets the benefit of, Hey, I may have made some very stupid clock management decisions in that time, but I can be 70 something years old and recover from that, uh, with uh, Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes has probably covered up some of the Man. warts that Andy Reed may have had. No kidding. It is interesting how having Patrick Mahomes has eliminated a lot of his clock well, and, and what's the first discussion? Well, they were in the NFC Championship four straight years. Like, yeah. the, and people will bring that up, and you're like, yeah, but still, they didn't do these things because of that. I'm telling you, the Cowboys have so warped my idea of what success is in the NFL. Because to me, I'm like, you need to put Donovan McNabb in the Hall of Fame tomorrow. Four straight NFC Championship games? My God, what could be better than that? But then you're like, hey, but he only made one Super Bowl and he didn't win it. The Cowboys have warped my sense of what counts as success and what doesn't. I'm sorry for you, bro. The NFC Championship game is our Super Bowl championship. Okay. And when we make it to the wild card in the division round, that's our NFC Championship. So what happens when they make it to the Super Bowl? (laughs) That's like... Never. If they ever make it to the Super Bowl... I don't, I, that's the thing. You've already won your championship game at that point by just getting to the NFC championship game. In my mind, yes. Hopefully that is not the way the team looks at it. All right. Warren Moon. Loved him. But he never, he never even played in a Super Bowl, let alone won a Super Bowl. I don't, this might be because of my age, 
I don't remember him getting bashed all the time. Maybe people who are just a little bit older than us are like, oh, my God, he got crushed all the time. It's like, hey, he could throw a lot of touchdown passes and a lot of yards, but you can't throw a lot of Ws out there. I, I don't know. 102 and 101 was his career record. Oh, wow. So, like, he was a fi- he was a Jeff Fisher of quarterbacks. Okay. Essentially, he was about 500. Which... Which, I mean, 102 wins sounds like a lot because... But he made the Pro Bowl like 60 million times. Yeah, and he, he was famous, dude. Uh, I I will say that I I really hate that Warren Moon did not get, the, get that yeah. ultimate opportunity. That's one of those guys that, like, I'll put him on my list. People can say, like, they can rank by talent or where they are, but on my list, he's probably number number two for me. All right, so there's three higher up on the list. One of them is Fran Tarkenton. All right. Unfortunately, I, I I'm not as familiar with media criticism. I wasn't alive. Of the era. I wasn't yeah. alive. I wasn't even born when he was when he retired. The so other, I don't know much. The other two, though, I absolutely think they got crushed by the media. Number three is Jim Kelly, and number one is Dan Marino. Jim Kelly got crushed by the media. I think so because I think once you got past two. Like, that first Super Bowl loss to the Cowboys, that, leading into that, I think the fun of that story was gone. Like, have you ever Jim seen... Jim Kelly, the Jim Kelly story, the no, Bills story? No, just the Bills in general. Okay. Have you ever seen the Four Falls of Buffalo? No, do I... Where, where is it? It's a 30 for 30. It's awesome. All right. That run to the rematch with the Cowboys in the Super Bowl is so depressing. You're... They made it to the Super Bowl. But they didn't... But you can Nobody hear to play. person after person after person, whether it's people in management, people on the team, or fans. They're all like, hey, great. Who are we going to lose to this time? And they're going to the Super Bowl. So I think Jim Kelly got crushed for that, as usually the quarterback does. Because I'm not saying like Andre Reid or Thurman Thomas never took any heat or anything like that. But Jim Kelly is the figurehead. I do feel like he got crushed for that. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I, his that level... And I guess losing two already at that point becomes the crushing part of it. And so after losing the second one was whenever the media kind of was started turning their ire against him. Because they lost pretty emphatically. I still to this day wonder how, you know, that game against Washington might have played out if Norwood would have made the field goal. You know, you like you go back to I think it's twenty to nineteen, they lost that game. Twenty two nineteen is they lost that Super Bowl. Norwood misses the field goal. If they win and they go in against Washington the next year, this is an all-time great Washington team. Does Buffalo have that little something extra as we're the defending champions? And if that's the case, what does that mean for that game against the Cowboys? Will they still got run off the field? I have no idea. I've always wondered if that field goal goes in, how does that change the 91, 92, and 93 seasons and Super Bowls for the Bills. Were people opining at the time for Frank Reich to continue after he had his, like, playoff, you know, uh, it, was, it was against Warren Moon, right? Yeah. But after I, he had that, were people like, oh, it's time for the Frank Reich era? I don't think so. I think they were like, Jim Kelly, you're the dude. Now why can't you effing win? And that's number one on the list, undoubtedly, gets – the highest levels of criticism. He's the most famous too. And that he's Dan, the, I mean, the, by, by all means, the most famous Dan Marino is the most well-known non-Super Bowl winner. There is like, uh, if you want to say like Jim Brown and people like that, oh, they at least they won championships. I'm saying in the Super Bowl era, 
Everybody knows that Dan Marino was awesome, but they also know that A, he was in Ace Ventura, and B, that he never won a Super Bowl. Everybody knows that. And so I do think he's still, to this day, he gets crushed. He gets taken out of all-time great conversations. He held every passing record when he retired, both career and seasonally. And he's still top 10 in both categories, despite how much, or despite uh, of touchdown passes and yards, despite how much the game has changed. People don't put him in the all time great conversation, or at least not like in the top five because he didn't win. If, okay, I'm trying to compare. Like right now, what, what Mahomes is doing, was that what, what Marino was doing? Like, and I'm not talking about awards wise and all that. Except without the passing wise, he was doing all those things ahead of his time. The league had never seen anything like it. When he won. The when he won MVP in '84, when they went to the Super Bowl, I believe his second year, more than 5,000 yards passing and 48 touchdowns. Just think about this, Corey. How the the game has changed remarkably in the past yes, almost for sure. 40 years now to make it more passer friendly, right? If you had a quarterback who threw for 5,000 yards and 48 touchdowns this season, don't you think you'd be like, "Holy crap, that's amazing!" Yeah, he did it 40 years ago. How much did Ace Ventura help him? I think it helped people like him more. No, he, that and the Isotoner, the Isotoner commercial. So sure. I, d- I did watch the Miami uh, all uh, Hard Knocks. The in season. He's around all the time. And at Christmas time, he's in the quarterback room uh, because he kind of hangs out in the quarterback room all the time. I don't know if it was for show or if he like really is, but it seemed like it because Tua's calling him Uncle Dan and they're so excited. They all gave each other presents. So Tua gives all the quarterbacks presents and everybody's doing it. Uncle Dan gave everybody isotoner gloves. He's like, I got a lifetime supply, guys. Don't worry about it. And that's, I see it from the 214, from the 682. It's a good question about why wins are assigned to the quarterbacks like they aren't necessarily in hockey and definitely baseball as much. Because I feel like to a certain extent, the wins and losses do get assigned to you in the NBA because you have a huge part of the game that you can impact. You also see it in the They're not getting assigned to, to Dwight Powell, though, are they? No, for the star players. Gotcha, okay. But, like, baseball, Mike Trout, all-time great. He hasn't won anything. Yogi Berra no, has Nobody won, holds it against yes, him. Yes, Yogi Berra has won all the World Series. When's the last time you heard somebody say Yogi Berra is the best baseball player? Probably not very often. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's a fair question. I don't know why football quarterbacks particularly get assigned the credit or blame when maybe it's not all on them because people are like, hey, Dan Marino's defenses weren't that good. That is a very fair critique. Yeah, it is. But is that what people say to this day? You will find some, but most of them be like, never won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Two is corny. Everybody, look, when there's a, oh, never mind. That's a, Different take. I don't want to have. I don't want to fight about it right now. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's chit chat with those fellas from the G Bag Nation. Next, right here on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan right now. Courtesy of DM leasing it is time for our chit-chat with those fellas from the G Bag Nation. Gentlemen, how is you today? Phenomenal, Heggy. Thank you so much for asking. How are you? Outstanding. I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Do you have any interest in the Mavericks game tonight, knowing that Luca, Kyrie, and Derek Lively are all out? Ouch. Man, of course I've got interest, uh, but I'm wondering exactly who's going to be scoring the points. I guess it's going to be a big Jaden Hardy game. Hardy Don- party. Dante Exum and Derek Jones are also listed as doubtful, Jeez. so you might be without... Your entire starting Hardy and THJ go off. Man, what would what do you think would happen if before the game? What's the line on the game? Fourteen and a half was the last I saw. What? How many shots would THJ take if they said you got a green light tonight, brother? All of them. You just take as many shots as you want. He he might break Lucas' record. (laughs) He'll get 105 on 108 (laughs) shots. Yeah, he'll be inbounds, dribble, dribble, shoot. Inbounds, dribble, dribble, shoot. That's what we need. Sometimes <laughs> not even dribble, shoot. dribble. Maybe Sometimes no dribble. just inbound shoot. Yeah. yeah. It's like, all right, Hardy, pass it to me. <laughs> shoot. Yeah. Pass. Shoot. Let Old school Loyola Marymount stuff going yes. on out there. I, I wonder what the record is, though, for most field goal attempts by any one player in a game, because I do oh, think he would be out great. to break that record. That's a great. It's got to be a Wilt Chamberlain record. I will look record. into that. Could this, yes. could this be a bit game, then? You thinking about, like, yes. NBA? Or... This is definitely a get yours game. Like, if you're Jaden Hardy, you're like, I, I got to no, no, go. A bit. I gotta... No, a bit. Like, he took 75 shots. Yes. Like oh, a, a yeah. Bit, you know, like okay, yeah, like it's yeah. So according to Stat Muse, Wilt Chamberlain has the most shot attempts. Wait, in let the me game. guess. Let me guess. Sixty-nine. Ooh, that's, that's a good what guess. I was gonna say. Nice. I'll Seven, say sixty-eight. Seventy-five. Seventy-five. Sixty-eight. I already gave you my answer. Sixty-three is the answer. Oh, I was, oh okay. sixty-three. Oh, he can break that record. Yeah, I think I think THJ can put up in 65. the first half. I think he could break that record. <laughs> Now, but if he's cold, you got to take him out of the game, why? right? Like you, you don't right. have any other guys. You, you just, just don't have options. Four guys. I mean, there are some times. I'm not going to lie, Corey. There are times where I watch THJ play basketball, and I, and I think, would we be better off with just four guys? Let me do. But that. I think tonight we need him. Okay, just because a man oh, broke his nose, huh? he might have six bodies. Derek Jones and Dante Exum, game time decisions now. So we're moving in the right direction. Lines down to 12 and a half. Oh, hell yeah. Mavs are covering that. Let's go. Feeling good about this. I think Hardy puts up a 50 brisket. Interesting transpirings on the head coaching front today as Seattle fills the void. Now only the commanders are left, and you're looking more and more. I know Dan Quinn's like, I would take that job, but it's looking more and more like he's going to end up coming back. Do you agree with that assessment, and how do we feel about that? No, okay with Dan coming back. Uh, if offered the job, he's gone. Yep. I personally feel like I might be way wrong about this, and I haven't talked to anybody. I kind of feel like that Aaron Glenn would be good for that job from the Detroit Lions, the defensive coordinator. And so, I mean, with people kind of – I think that this would be – you know, Aaron hadn't had an opportunity to be a head coach, and I kind of feel like, though, that he's got the kind of personality and respect and and knows players – that maybe that he would be. I, if I was a Cowboy fan, I'd kind of fear him getting that job. But I, I, I think that I think there. I don't know if Dan's going to get that one. I really, really don't. 
the all right, so let's Dan Quinn comes back. There yeah. are what adjustments on personnel? They got to get linebackers. Wants? They got to get linebackers, and they got to figure out what's going on to defensive tackle too. You know, they got to figure out what's up with Mozzie Smith. Yeah, and they've got to figure out why in second half of the season did Oso Digizua kind of fall oh, by yeah. the wayside, and then you know what's the deal with Jonathan Hankins uh, being uh, unrestricted? You know, they've they've got to you know if there's some to me there's some simple fixes. Offensive simple fix: get a center. Defensive fix, get some linebackers. You know, this team's got personnel. Yeah. They just need just a couple of spots. Now, the problem is, and Zach, help me with this, because you've looked at a lot of these linebackers. There's a lot of good college linebackers in this draft. They're all hurt. They're all hurt. Yes. They're banged up. You know, there's guys, the best one is a kid, Wilson from North Carolina State. It's got multiple Surgeries. He's one of the best linebackers in the country. Makes every play when you Makes watch him. Every tackle, but he's hurt. Kevin or they're Barnett. short. Barnett. This is where I think that maybe Jerry Jones might be talking about going all Go in. in. Go and spending money on a linebacker. That's where they might go and find something yeah. to help them. Like it's a good free agent class right now. Levante David, Patrick Queen, see, here's Devin the thing. White. Yeah, with, we brought up see, Queen earlier. Queen, the, the issue with Patrick Queen is... He you, needs somebody next to he, him helping him. He's got to have some... Like, I think that would help Damone Clark. I don't yeah. think Damone Clark's a guy that can wear the green dot and call the defense. That's what Overshone's responsibility would have been. Patrick Queen became a much better player when Roquan Smith got there, right. and he was able to alleviate that pressure off of Queen. So, if you sign Patrick Queen, I think he's a really good player. You might not want two LSU guys playing next to each other. Maybe not, but who's going to be the guy that's actually the general? <laughs> just a football IQ thing there. <laughs> yeah. might, be a, might be a little bit of like you need a Roquan Smith. You know, what if you Georgia? just go all three? Devin White as well. Add yeah. another LSU kid. Yeah. You could. We I, created I, the money. I do. I do you feel did. like you did a great job with that. I do feel like this. This all in. I think there's a couple ways you go with the Jerry Jones all in statements. And we were talking about it today on Cowboys Break, and I brought this up. Could the all-in be that I'm pushing the chips to the middle of the table on letting Dan ride and letting Dak ride? And that's what I'm afraid is the answer. And if you let them ride and then all of a sudden it works out great, then you're going to have to pay. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, then you've got the clean slate and you move on from there. So I don't know if letting it ride is I'm going to let Dak's contract and I'm going to let Mike's contract ride here. And see what happens. The the part, uh, just the yeah. on on the, I never have really understood the lame duck situation because if you care about coach, you you want to play for him, right? And it feels like Jerry thinks, well, if they care about him, they'll play for him, they'll fight right. for him. Right. So if if I leave him on this one year, he's not a lame duck. He's he's an opportunity to go be. You talk about his dis, He likes this discomfort. Yeah, that feels like the that would be the would be the thing. But oh no, he doesn't want anybody comfortable. That's for sure. But they, but yeah. the except the, for them when they're doing things the same way. Damn whatever. right. <laughs> but uh, no, the the thing that I, I think that with with McCarthy, you know, I, I think this too about there's people that believe, and I, I've heard Bobby Belt talk about this, and he even talked about it on the Love of the Star podcast. That if Dak Odyssey podcast, if Dak if Dak were to play really really well on the one on his final year, Bobby Bobby thinks he would go. I don't know if he would. I don't think he would. I think Dak's got roots here. I think Dak, you know, he's got a, he's going to start a family here. Yeah, he's got a he's got a home here. I, I don't think I don't see Dak Prescott picking up his life and going to Nashville, Tennessee, or New Orleans, or any place else. 
just by I, choice. Yeah, I think this is where he, you know, and, and yeah, is it going to be? That's where I think Jerry's think he's banking on that if if Mike and Dak do work out, I'm going to have to pay. I, I know I'm going to have to pay. Well, and if it works out and you win a Super Bowl, nobody's going to have an issue with that. Exactly. No. It's like, all right, pay them whatever they need. Right. So for me, I would love to see an all-in mentality when it comes to specifically the draft, whether that means sacrificing because you want to pick up an extra first or second, or I'm not saying this is the player you need, but you think back about A.J. Brown cost a first and a fourth. Yeah. That, that, is, that feels like a game-changing type of player. I realize that's maybe not where you look, but I would love to see them use draft capital either that way or say, hey, I have th- there are two players so yeah. we can get now. Right. That I, have, they can I have no problem ever using, say, the 26th pick to go get a an established NFL player. Yeah. Or a one for next year yes. type of thing. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because there's a story out now that the Broncos really want to move up in this draft and go get maybe a Caleb Williams or a Drake May or one of the top quarterbacks. And to do that, they're going to possibly have to part with Patrick Sertan, their outstanding corner. Uh, and I wonder if that's something where you know the Cowboys could say, hey, you want a first-round pick, I'll give you a first-round pick maybe for next year. I'll take your corner. Now you've got draft ammunition to move up in the draft if you want it. Well, if a team doesn't want to just take Sertan plus whatever package you're offering them to move up. Yeah, I asked Dane Brugler this question the other day, and I go, how many first-round grades you got? He said 25. Oh, wow. So this thing's going a little bit. This one's bit, a deeper. This high. one's going a little deeper than than where you need to be. I mean, so, yeah, I, I think that th- that part of it is exciting. But yeah, I could see you know maybe you, maybe that you do get a Sertan and then they take that twenty six and pack, package theirs, Denver packages theirs and and gets the twenty six and goes, you know tries to get up there, you know offer two first round picks this year. What do you uh, what do you find, fellas? Got coming up on the program today? Pure gold as always. Thank you so much for asking, Hagee. We've got Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider at three o'clock, and then of course uh, Brian Baldinger, our NFL Odyssey insider at four. Roll home with the G-Bag Nation. We have been the Can't See Masterpiece. Make your way back with us tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here on 105 Through the Fan. Say goodnight, Kevin. Goodnight, Kevin. But I don't put anything in that hole. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.